Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. I used to live a three-minute walk from the Rideau Canal in downtown Ottawa. If you were to walk that path at 6 a.m., do you know what you would find? Joggers. Can you believe it? Joggers, 6 a.m. They actually listen to their alarm clock, pull themselves out of bed, strap on their Nikes, stretch, and then jog. They sweat it out. Now, I don't know about you, but when I take a look at those people, my, atti- my attitude vacillates between one of awe and one of wondering if they're plumb loco. Um, <laughs> You know, for those of us who get tennis elbow with drinking our morning coffee, uh, we look at those kind of people and we just can't fathom it. How do they do it? This morning we're going to look at spiritual disciplines, and uh, we're going to spiritual disciplines part two. And some of you people are thinking, how do people do that? How do, how do people with you know, busy lives like mine actually fit time for God in? Those of you are thinking, what's the big deal? You just go do it. So I want to tell you, wherever you're at, I'm hoping that God will take you one step farther in your spiritual journey, which will include spiritual disciplines. Now, before we talk about spiritual disciplines, let me give you an incomplete list of what uh, some of the more common spiritual disciplines are. Um, Under the uh, inward disciplines, the ones that we do inside, there's prayer, fasting, meditation on scripture, study of scripture, outward disciplines are simplicity and silence and solitude, submission, service. Under corporate disciplines, what we do together, there's worship and confession, guidance, celebration. There are a lot of other spiritual disciplines too, those are just uh, name a few. Uh, there are things like journaling and prayer walks, or getting up at 4 a.m. to pray. Stopped in at a monastery, a couple of monasteries actually, uh, and uh, you know, the monks every day would get up at 4 a.m. and they would pray. Well, the core disciplines are prayer and scripture reading. A spiritual discipline is anything that you, regul- that you do regularly that helps maintain your connection with Jesus. So coming to church, is a spiritual discipline. Way to go for doing it. Way to, way to do it. Small groups, spiritual discipline. Some of you just love going to small groups. Some of you, yeah, it's a choice. It's a spiritual discipline. Reading a devotional each morning is a spiritual discipline. Now, the idea of spiritual disciplines has sometimes been abused. I, I've studied church history and some, some things that have happened in church history are just, you shake your head and wonder, what are they thinking? Um, there are some people who have thought, well, I want to be closer to God and I want to be confined. And so what they did is they built a platform on top of what essentially would be a, a telephone pole. And they sat on that pole for months and months on end. Spiritual discipline, not recommended. Um, There were some who, spiritual disciplines, they wanted to make sure they were contrite for their sin, and so what they would do is they would wear hair shirts that were designed to 
make them feel itchy. Yeah, no, don't do that, right? Um, people have done bizarre things in order to get closer to God. As you see, a lack of understanding about what spiritual disciplines are um, can be problematic. There is a need for what to do. Uh, but at the same time, God may lead you into some practices that help connect you to God that he may not lead your next-door neighbor to practice. If you want to become a, a bodybuilder, you need lots of self-discipline. You need to eat right, you need to lift a lot of heavy weights. A, a person who aspires to be a bodybuilder tends to see themselves as building muscle when they work out, so when they're curling, they're building their biceps. When they're, when they're squatting, they're building their quadriceps. And they think, okay, I'm just going to make this happen. I'm going to bulk up. I think we tend to view the spiritual life that way. I'm just going to do these spiritual practices. I'm going to do the heavy lifting. I'm just going to discipline myself and make it. I'm going to spiritually bulk up. Uh, the more we pray, we think, the more we eat spiritual, the stronger, the bulkier we will be. That's not quite how it works. It's a faulty analogy. See, we don't make ourselves grow spiritually any more than a tulip makes itself grow in the spring. Uh, if there, our spirits were, were made of genetic material, we would say that they were, would be genetically predisposition, uh, predisposed to grow. That's how God designed us. You're designed to grow spiritually. If you're a Christian, if you've received Jesus into your life by faith, and you're trusting him to forgive you of your sin, to come into your life, and you're going to follow him. If you are a, a Christian, then you are designed to grow. God is at work in you, and he causes you to grow. See, your praying doesn't cause you to grow. Your fasting doesn't cause you to grow. Your Bible study doesn't cause you to grow. It's God who causes you to grow. So if that's the case then why do the spiritual disciplines? Why, why do solitude and silence? Why confession or intercession? Why do we put ourselves through that? Well, the answer is this. Spiritual disciplines are designed to make space for God in our lives. Spiritual disciplines are designed that you will make space for God in your life. Picture it this way. The Bible says that we, we as his people, are earthen vessel, vessels. In other words, we're, we're clay pots. It doesn't say Christians are crack pots. They're, they're clay pots, okay? Um, now, your spiritual disciplines, in a way, determine the size of pot you have for your spiritual life. When you first start out your spiritual life, God plants the seed of his Holy Spirit inside you. See the gospel, and it starts to grow, and it starts to grow. You start out with a, a few spiritual disciplines. You, you go to church, start reading your Bible. You whisper a prayer when you think of it. And as life goes on, uh, you start to do these things. You, you create space for God, and you, you find 
the roots of God's spirit within you and, and growing and you decided that God's way is the best way and you're growing, you're growing. What happens is um, well, the roots of God's spirit spread within you and if you plant a big plant in a little pot, it becomes pot-bound. The roots push against the side of the pot and, well, there's nowhere to go. About this time in our spiritual life, God, uh, God comes along and says, hey, you know, consider expanding, making space for me. Consider expanding your spiritual disciplines. God convicts us about what we should do and we surrender to him and our spiritual lives get repotted. Now what happens when you repot a plant from a small pot into a big pot? Does it just poof and it grows out to the edges? No. Little by little, day by day, the roots grow and they expand as they're watered, as their sunshine shines on them. God tends to move like that in our life, not like an exploding bomb, but as we cre create space for him, he gradually moves into it. He doesn't usually explode into it. Although God is God and he can do what he likes. Now, if you have a plant and you repot the plant from a small pot to a bigger pot, do you have to keep on repotting that plant for the rest of its life? No. There comes a place where you get the right size of plant. Your life, you're not always going to be expanding your spiritual disciplines. You're not always going to be expanding. You may change them, but you're not going to be expanding them. It's not like when you are a young Christian, you pray for five minutes, and when you are a medium Christian, you pray for 30 minutes, and when you are a mature Christian, you pray for, for four hours, and when you are a really mature Christian, you pray for 12 hours, right? That's not how it works. God leads you into the appropriate amount of spiritual disciplines for you. Our spiritual disciplines create space for God to move. Now, first question I need to ask you is this. Are you pot-bound? Is your life so that you're not making any extra space for God and he has no room to move? Does God have space to grow in your life? Let me leave the repotting metaphor for a moment and uh, move on to a farming metaphor. I grew up in a dairy farm. Every year my dad would grow about 100 acres worth of corn. Uh, in order to grow corn, you, you did different things in different seasons. In the late fall, you plow the field in the spring. You, you would diss the field and harrow the field and smooth the field. And then in the later spring, you would plant the field and fertilize the field. And later on in early summer, you'd spray the field. And then you go raccoon hunting because that destroyed the field, right? In the fall, it came harvest time. Now, I know you don't need a lesson in growing corn. But there are different activities in different seasons. 
that can help you grow. There will be different activities and different spiritual disciplines in different seasons of your life to help you grow. You'll never get away from prayer and Bible study. They're, they're kind of like the, the sun and water of our spiritual lives. But at different times in life, maybe different times of the year, you will be required to do different spiritual disciplines. See, the, the spiritual disciplines of a teenager or a young adult are different than the spiritual disciplines of a uh, mom and dad with a small family which are different again than those of an empty nester, which are different again those who are retired. Your spiritual disciplines will probably vary a little throughout the calendar year. At Asbury, we don't follow the, the Christian calendar all that much, although we will celebrate Lent. And uh, that's not next week, but the week after that starts. Uh, it's coming up soon. Or not, Advent, sorry, not Lent. Well, that would be really soon. Yeah, no, a a Advent... Yeah, get it in the right order. Jesus was born before he died. Yeah, just, just yeah, yeah. Um, but in the season of Advent, you know, we celebrate love, joy, peace. In that time, there are sometimes we prepare our heart to receive Jesus anew, where he comes and he comes again into our lives. So, Maybe God will have you focus just for that time. Maybe take on an extra uh, time of devotions or some extra readings or some extra time for contemplation. In Lent, Lent is typically a time of reflection and examination and, compassion, or, and confession. It often is uh, accompanied by fasting. It's often accompanied by extra prayer. The church over the years has found that having a rhythm over the year is also helpful for your spiritual life. Your spiritual disciplines will change over the time of your life. They will change over the seasons of the year. See, during the year, you probably won't fast all the time, but there's seasons for fasting. You probably won't do silence and solitude all the time, but there's seasons of that. When it comes to spiritual disciplines, there's a, a delicate balance of creating this habit that you just do as a drumbeat to your life. Church should be a drumbeat to your life. Your morning devotion should be a drumbeat to your life. You have this habit of connecting and reconnecting and reconnecting with God. But there is that balance between creating this habit and then... Uh, Offering that top uh, snare hit, you know, where every so often you just add that, that extra symbol of sound to your spiritual disciplines so that it makes a fuller sound and you round out your spiritual life. Remember the purpose of again. John chapter 15. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit in and of itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. 
If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's true. You have to connect to Jesus, and the way you connect to Jesus is by making space for him in your life. The way you make space for him in your life is you practice the spiritual disciplines, and when you practice the spiritual disciplines, God's going to lead you into a life that is deeply connected with him and fruitful. I've mentored a lot of people over the years. Here's what I've noticed. There is a direct correlation between the quality of a person's spiritual disciplines over the long haul and the quality of the person. Show me a person who takes their spiritual discipline seriously. I'll show you a person who has depth and substance to them. I love it when I spend time with God, and I feel connected with God. I love it when I, I read the Word of God and it speaks right to me. I love it when I'm silent and I can hear God speak. I, I love it when I, I come out of my devotions in the morning and I'm feeling peaceful and joyful. But here's the thing. Those feelings are a nice-to-have. But they're not the measurement, measurement of an effective spiritual life. They're not the measurement of spiritual disciplines. The effectiveness of spiritual disciplines is not seen so much when you're practicing them, rather it's seen in the rest of your life. Are you growing in connection with God throughout your life? Not just in those, that time, but are you connecting with God? Is your relationship with God growing? Are you seeing fruit as you talk to people, encourage people, strength? And uh, are you seeing fruit in your life? Are you becoming a person of love who is aware of your neighbor and you love them like you love yourself? And your heart turns to God and you love him? Are you becoming a person who can love the person God has made you? These things happen when you're connected to the vine. You stay connected by making space for him. The peace you have throughout the day, the ability to, to turn to God when challenges and choices threaten anxiety and apprehension, the ability to see people through God's eyes as you go on your way, the ability to go through life grounded and joyful, those are the effects of people who take the spiritual disciplines seriously because they make space for God and God meets them there. So, how do you, how do you practice the spiritual disciplines? Um, whether you have very few disciplines uh, or whether you have some wonderful regular practices of connecting God, um, it's always right to ask God for direction. Always good to ask God for direction. Um, if you're a young Christian, God, you know, what should I be doing? If you're a young Christian, or if you haven't done this, establish a time, a daily time, 
Establish a place where you're going to meet with God. If you're working shift work, you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to establish one place when it's nights and one place when it's your working days. Um, I would encourage you, time and place. Are you going to get up and do it with your first morning coffee? Are you going to do it before you go to bed? I encourage you, give God your best time. Things like these just don't happen to happen, happen to, to, to just fall into place. They're choices. If you have an established routine of connecting with God, then, then ask God, God, is there anything that you would have me do in this season of my life? Am I pot-bound? Do I need to expand? What should I do for the season of Advent? Ask God for direction. For those of you who are just establishing spiritual disciplines, the, the next thing is to, to figure out what you're going to do in that time. If you haven't had a regular time, and if you have a cell phone or tablet, I would suggest that you use the, the YouVersion app. The reason I suggest this is that every day somebody will talk you through the verse of the day for three or four minutes. There will be a devotional that you read. Uh, and then there's a guided prayer that you can walk, walk through. Uh, it also gives you the Bible in a whole pile of different trans, uh, translations. A number of them you can listen to, uh, uh, listen to, not only read, but you can listen to it on your phone or your tablet. reason why I like this app is that, is that not, number one, the Bible's with you always, but, but number two, it has a way of encouraging you to build a habit. It tracks your streaks. You know, what kind of day, how many days in a row have you done your devotions? What you're looking to do is develop a habit, right? So how many days in a row have you, what's your, what's your streak at? Um, I, I, I passed the 365 days yesterday, so I made the year on my streak, and I'm, uh, you know, I thought that, yay, you know? If you're not a high-tech person, Something like Oswald Chambers, My Utmus for His Highest, takes you day by day, just again, establishing a streak. You're creating a habit. You see, because spiritual disciplines are habits, the goal is to be, develop a habit, not a checklist, but a habit. So what, what do you do when you get up in the morning? You pray. Remember, you're just making space for God. You're repotting your soul. For those of us who need bigger pots, the, that uh, kind of devotional becomes the beginning of a longer time with God. I use the version app to start my devotions as I make my morning coffee, and then I go on to other spiritual disciplines. God will lead you into what you need to do. I'm hoping that the part of what you do is just sit in quietness and listen for God where you intentionally stop and say, God, what do you want to say? What do I need for this stage of my journey? Different stages require different disciplines. And different seasons require different disciplines, spiritual seasons. If you're going through a spiritual season of spiritual warfare, then your discipline will be Finding the scriptures that 
are your particular fight and memorizing them. Some of you say, I can't memorize stuff. No, some of us memorize things faster than others, but everybody can memorize it. It's a discipline, right? Work. Could it be, um, if you're going through a season where there's anxiety and darkness and losing hope, take on the discipline of thankfulness. Every day, write three to five different things that you're thankful for. The end of a year, you'll have a thousand different things. There's something in that that causes us to grow. Different stages, you will walk through anxiety. You learn to pray and leave it with Jesus. Silence is a spiritual discipline that God sometimes leads us into to quiet our hearts and our minds as we just sit with him. Service is a spiritual discipline. This could go on. But ask God about what you should be practicing in this season. You'll never be the kind of person you want to be that God wants you to be without making space for him. Last week we talked about the vision of Asbury. Let me remind you of this vision again. We imagine Asbury becoming a church of exceptionally well-discipled people. This will be evidenced by our strong connection with Jesus. And this connection will be seen as our lives align with the stories that Jesus told and by our individual and corporate disciplines. We'll be the kind of people as we practice disciplines of the spiritual life, apart and together. We'll be the kind of church that God wants us to be as we make space for him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, in this time, I want to take a few minutes just to quiet ourselves. Lord, is there anything that you want us to do more or less of in our spiritual disciplines? Lord, are we making the right amount of space for you? Lord, lead us in your ways. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.